Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, queens. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a success. Let us go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and to have another day to accomplish our business goals. Bless us, O Lord, as we pursue being queens of organization, action, and leadership. Let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks, but be steadfast, O Lord, unmovable and unshakable. We ask for a special blessing over those businesswomen that might be struggling with debt, might be feeling isolated and alone or stressed uh, because their business is not going in the direction they had hoped, Lord, and they're just not sure which way to turn. Let them know, Father, that they are not alone. Give them inner peace and strength and send resources and others to them that can help. We thank you for all the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and accept all those blessings that we know for sure are coming. Thank you for the Successful Woman Radio and for all of the listeners that have supported the show, both of old and of new. Father, we just are so excited to pursue and accomplish our dreams and our goals and all that we hope for, Lord. In Christ, we pray this prayer, amen. All right, all right, queens, I pray that you had a great weekend and, of course, that you are ready to be productive for the new week. Our February theme, of course, is a passion for business. This month, I've been providing you with tips and insight on developing a passion for your business, including for your customers and your clients. Now, today's subtopic is exactly that, how to turn up the passion for your business, okay? I'm going to be sharing with you some ways to turn up the heat in nurturing and growing your business. You know, when you develop a passion for your business, you'll see great changes in yourself and your business. And so we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show, exactly what that means. We also have an exciting lineup for you today uh, that includes the five questions of leadership. And a big thank you to all of you who have been sending me um, notes via text and email saying that you really like this year's questions of leadership. We're also going to uh, look at the future of the Internet for small business. I wanted to just share some thoughts on that with all of you and let you know where that's actually headed, what, what are the experts saying about the Internet and small business and social media. And, of course, our book club, Book of the Month, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Dr. Joyce Myers. And, of course, this is one of my, uh, this is, is one of my favorite books in personal development. 
uh, because I love the Christian perspectives in the book, but I also love the fact that Joyce just tells it like it is. And sometimes as women, we just need to cut out all the fluff and hear um, the words that are going to get us taking action, and that's exactly what she does. And then I'll come back around for our topic of the day, how to turn up the passion for your business. So now's the time to really get out your notepad and your pen and get ready to take some great notes. Let us go ahead and move right into the five questions of leadership, five questions of leadership. Now, again, these questions, and I would agree, I've had quite a few members of Women About Biz, quite a few leaders tell me, hey, listen, these are really, these questions this year are really good, and they really are helping. And so, again, remember, we read these same questions every Monday, but I also try to cover a different aspect. Uh, I might pick out a specific uh, point within the five questions and and cover that a little bit more. But just the same, know that you can ask these questions of yourself anytime that you need to, to help you really get back uh, on the right track, the right course to being the leader that you need to be for your business. So let's get started with question number one. Again, question number one. Have I set my business foundation? Again, have I set my business foundation? Now, keep in mind as you are taking notes that we are going to cover within this, this question, we are actually covering five points. So when we talk about the question, have I set my business foundation, we're talking about the internal portion of your foundation, Right. And there are five core areas within that. So we're still on question number one of five questions of leadership with five core components just within that question. So here they are. Component number one is legal structure and setup, right? Of course, you know, uh, I have talked to so many businesswomen that some say they haven't really uh, set up their business structure because they weren't sure which structure to set up. Some say, you know, they didn't necessarily consider themselves a business but more of a side hustle, and they weren't sure that if, they, if that requires them to set it up. Either way, listen, this is what I want you to understand about legal, legal structure and setup. Okay, there are three, three things I need you to know about that. Number one is that if your business is your primary source of income and you plan on claiming that and you plan on using that to try to buy a home or to try to buy a new car or anything like that, get a business loan, okay, what is happening there is that if you have not legally filed your taxes under your business, then it's very difficult to claim it as income, okay? And that's just the point. That's straight and simple, right? Now, most legal structures that are out there are there to protect your business assets. So that's a really good a really good reason to actually get yourself structured in in a legal setup, right? The most popular right now that most uh, you know most 
micro-businesses and small businesses are using is the LLC structure, the Limited Liability Corporation. That is that is the one of the easiest. It protects your assets while only allowing a single pass-through for, tax, uh, for taxes. But it's important for you to speak with your accountant or to speak with your tax specialist who's preparing your business taxes because they may have better insight on what structure might be best for you. Now, although I am not an attorney, I repeat, I'm not an attorney, I have been business consulting for more than 30 years, and I have been helping people to incorporate their business for more than 20 years. So I will say just from my own personal experience, okay, that most of you would fall great right within an LLC. And if you want more information, if you need a resource, if you feel you need to speak with an attorney, you know, please go ahead and schedule a power talk, and I have great resources uh, that I will make available to you, okay? The second thing about your legal structure is that if you plan on building your business credit so that you can separate your business credit from your personal credit and depend more on your tax EIN, hands down, you have to be incorporated. You have to have a legal structure, okay? And the third thing is that if you want to separate your business from personal things that you are doing, you want to be more professional, and you do want to protect all of your personal assets, again, then your legal structure setup is the best way to go. Okay, and so if you need more information on that, if you need resources, if you need to speak with an attorney or someone with that experience, then feel free to schedule a power talk with us at Women About Biz so that we can get you to the right resources. So the second component within that internal foundation, that structure, is strategy, right? And you have to, you know, as you are looking to be the leader, because these questions are all geared to help you hone in on your leadership. They are all geared to help you to run your business and work on your business and not necessarily be the labor in your business, right? So what do you want to experience in your business this quarter as you plan your strategy? What will you do to support your vision and goals for your business, right? And how will you implement the tasks to support your goals? And who will you delegate to? Now, all of that belongs to strategy. We're still on question number one. But I felt that we needed to break that question down and go deeper because it's just so important as you answer that question to really really think on these things, right? So next is have you formed your power team or have I formed my power team, right? Remember, your power team is that group of professionals that are not your employees necessarily, but they are professionals who are using their talent and potential in a specific area to help you shorten your learning curve and to move your business faster, you know? Um, And then number four Automated marketing. Do you have your automated marketing set up? Because these days, your marketing has to, marketing always is supposed to be consistent. But with automation, you're able to be represented 24-7 out there on your website. People click on links. 
Uh, you could be asleep with somebody else on the other side of the country. A world is looking at your information. You know, you don't want to wait. You don't want them to wait until they can get a hold of somebody Eastern time or Pacific time or Central time. You want them to be able, without you, even while you're sleeping, you want them to be able to have the information that they want. And you can do that with automated marketing. Again, you can do that with automated marketing. And then last but not least, number five, are you prepared to receive the money blessings that are going to come into your life as a result of you doing things right in your business, right? Now, in order to receive the money, you need to have your business checking separated from your personal checking. So you need to have a business checking account. You also need to have bookkeeping, a bookkeeping, a good bookkeeping system. You need to have a merchant account, and you need to make sure that you have a, a cash flow spreadsheet that you can go to at any time where you can work out numbers that, uh, about how many clients do you need to make a certain amount of money, or is this idea a good one? Is it going to bring me a certain amount of money over the amount that I would actually spend to get it up and going and provide the service of the product? So, again, you've got to be prepared to receive the money. And then what, what are my top three business goals this month? This is a question that you needed to be asking yourself. So this is finally question number two. So for those of you that thought, okay, wait a minute, I'm confused. Did she already call out two, three, and four? Nope. Remember, in question number one, have I set my business foundation? There are five components that I shared with you. And the last component, number five, was am I prepared to receive the money blessings? And that's where I went over you need a checking account, bookkeeping system, merchant account, uh, and the cash flow analysis spreadsheet, right? So that all belongs to number one. Now we're on question number two in the five questions of leadership, which again is what are my top three business goals this month? We want you to focus on three business goals. You can't focus on everything, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have more goals, but you need to prioritize your goals, and for each month, pull out three goals that you need to get accomplished because that's what you should be focusing on getting done each week leading up to that month, right? And then number three, do I have my power team in place? Again, do I have my power team in place? Now, we talked about that in question number one about forming your power team, but that word power team, you really do need to have that in place. I can't talk about it enough. It's something that's very important. Number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communications? You know, and then last but not least, number five, still my favorite question because really, it helps you to accomplish all of those things in questions one through four. Now, question number five is on a scale of one through 10, what's your belief level, okay? On a scale of one through 10, what's your belief level? Remember, ladies, your belief level is tied directly to your actions. If you're taking actions, you should see your goals being accomplished, your to-do items marked complete on your checklist. When you don't see those things, that's an indicator to you, 
okay? That is a clear indicator to you that there is something going on with your belief level, and you've got to work on strengthening it. Oh, yes, if you didn't know it already, your belief level has everything to do with your business success. When you don't believe in a way that is supportive to your business that can help you to take yourself to the next level, it is going to show up in all areas of your business life. It's definitely going to show up. And this is something that I, I work hard on helping my clients to understand and helping business women that I speak with to understand because it's that important. I would say it's, it's the number one important thing that you have to look at even before moving on to a new business project, collaboration, a new business service or product, um, or even starting a new business. That belief level is a serious thing. It's something else I want to tell you. And right now, for those of you who are listening to this broadcast, you might ask yourself in the past, what things did I desperately want to accomplish, but for whatever reason did not accomplish what was going on there? And I can guarantee you a lot of it had something to do with your belief system, your belief level. Listen up, ladies. Your belief system is set by you, okay? It's set by you. Nobody gave it to you. God gave you the ability, free will, to have your own belief system. But this is how the belief system works. For those of you that were unaware that there was such a system and that that was going on within us, this is how your belief system works. You have your subconscious mind and you have your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind absorbs, records, and holds all of your thoughts, actions, deeds, ideas, emotions, experiences. Um, it, It holds all of that, right? It holds all of that. It does not determine whether something is right or wrong. It doesn't determine that. It just holds that, and it makes reference to it if it's repeated more than one time. So whether that thought, that action, that emotion, um, uh, that idea, that opinion, whatever it may be, if it, if it continuously gets repeated, then it is going to form what is considered an automated habit within your subconscious mind. That means that your subconscious mind can will automatically bring up that reference without you even having to think about it or want it to come up. It references it and brings it up to you, okay? And so, again, this is why God tells us to guard our mind, protect it. He's not talking about the conscious. He's talking, I'm, no, about the subconscious. Because when you don't guard your subconscious mind, when you don't put yourself in the right environment, around the right people, places, and things, then you open it up, you open a portal up in your subconscious mind for anything and everyone to have an impact on who you are and what you believe. Take that to the bank. I can guarantee it to you, right? So that's how powerful the subconscious mind is. It controls almost 95% of all of your bodily functions, your organs, everything going on within you in that that, what I like to call cellular system, right? 
and then you have your conscious mind. I, I know for a fact that God created the conscious mind in order for our spiritual system to be able to communicate in the present tense, in in the the human side, right? Because our our conscious mind, we can think with our conscious mind, but our conscious mind is the one that allows us to bring out and speak, be able to speak, be able to have passions and have certain feelings on the human side, be able to desire certain things. So the conscious mind is where a lot of our desire is stirred up. It's where a lot of our needs and our wants and uh, our opinions and all of those things, our ideas, it's where it is stirred up in the conscious mind. But if we think upon those things often, then, of course, it gets recorded and automated in the subconscious mind. And, you know, think of the subconscious mind like a hard drive in your computer where it it pulls and holds things in it so that the conscious mind doesn't have to store so much. So the conscious mind is like our, our short-term memory, you know, is with our conscious mind. Uh, all of those things are with the conscious mind. Our long-term memory is backed up in our subconscious mind so that we can remember things long term. And so, again, it's important to understand what's going on. You listening to me right now, you're listening to me in the conscious, but a lot of it might be recording in your subconscious. Does that make sense? So I want you guys to understand the difference between the subconscious and the conscious because they are both powerful, powerful existences within ourselves, but they both have different functions, okay? So it's not enough to say that, for example, that you want to have a successful business or you want to become a millionaire. It's not enough just to say it, but you have to be doing things to confirm that that's what you want, that get recorded as habits within your subconscious mind. Now, it is the combination of these, of these thoughts that become habits that when automated, that it's the automation process that actually turns those habits into beliefs. So this is what you need to know. Remember when I said that the subconscious mind records everything, both what we would consider both good and bad, both right and wrong, okay? Uh, it records everything. And so as a result, if there is something that we are doing from the conscious standpoint, even if it's a thought, an idea, an action, an opinion, an emotion, it's going to get recorded. And if it is something that is working against the very thing that we say we want and it has become a habit, therefore it has become a belief. So not all beliefs are accurate. Not all beliefs are right. Not all beliefs are the beliefs that need to be happening in order for you to be a success. Some of the beliefs that you have might indeed be working against the very things that you say in the conscious mind that you want for yourself and your family. So this is why belief is so very, very important because you might say to yourself, here are my three goals. These are the tasks to support them. Now I need to start taking action on them because I'm going to be the one that's doing most of them. You plot and you put them in your, um, your calendar, and it is your goal to, be, to work expediently on them, and yet you find yourself 
yourself procrastinating. Well, that could mean that somewhere in your subconscious mind, there is a belief that you don't deserve these things. There could be somewhere in your subconscious mind automated that you've always did that. You've always procrastinated and did things at the last minute, or you've always procrastinated and self-sabotaged yourself. It's not new. So therefore, your subconscious mind is saying, girl, you know you don't want to to be successful. You know you don't want to make a million dollars. No, because I have all of these things in recorded. Uh, into your subconscious mind that are relevant, but these relevant items that have somehow become um, beliefs are all working against the very thing that you say you want. Now, the subconscious mind doesn't know that. It's just pulling them up as relevant. That means that you have had negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative emotions and feedback, and, and you have formed a belief That has been repeated and automated to the point that every time you try to do something that you want to do, it always seems to go the other way. I hope somebody is getting their aha moment from this. I hope that you are understanding it and you are realizing um, this this phenomenon, right, that goes on in our mental system because it's real. It is so real. And if you want to be a success, then the first thing you have to do is you've got to get your thoughts in order. You've got to prepare your mind for greatness. You've got to condition yourself. So the next logical question then, is there a way? Is there actually a way to basically turn the belief system around uh, and, and, and do the things I, I need to do? So the answer to that is yes, of course, there is a way. There is definitely a way, right? The first thing that you need to know is that you need to list out your goals and what divisions that you have for your business, and you need to ask yourself what beliefs are necessary in order for me to accomplish this, you know? One belief might be, hey, I am the queen of action. I take action on all things, my ideas, my dreams, my goals, whatever it is that I purpose to do, I am an action taker on it. That's one belief, right? That's one belief that you can adopt. And then as you think on it more and more and you actually uh, make a pact with yourself to take that action, then it's going to get recorded and it'll get written over some of those negative things that are relevant to you not doing it, and it will record and your subconscious mind will receive that and create an automation process for it. And before long, you'll start noticing yourself taking action in a natural way where you don't even have to remind yourself or you don't even have to put it in a calendar uh, to be, uh, be a, have an active type mindset because it's already automated. That's very, very important. So that's the first thing that you can do is that you have to start practicing, okay, habits that can, that can, that can help you accomplish your, your visions, your dreams, your goals, your tasks, all of those things that need to get done. You can start developing habits that will help you to do that and identifying, writing down what those habits are. Okay. The second thing is as you have written down what those habits are that will help you accomplish your goals and whatever it is you want in life, whatever it is you want to experience, then they have to be repeated enough for your subconscious mind to pick up on it 
and know that it needs to be automated. And so that means that you have to, you really have to make a commitment to really repeating um, an action or an idea or a thought or an emotion. You have to get uh, in the habit of repeating it so that it can be automated and you are feeling better about it. And, and therefore, it's going to allow you to be that queen of action. It's going to allow you to not be a self-doubter or, or think negative thoughts. It's going to allow you to move forward, okay? And these things are very, very important. So, again, this, this is the five questions of leadership. It really can help you. It can help you hone in. And if you want to know how to better put these things into effect for your business, for your life, then feel free to go ahead, if you haven't already, feel free to go ahead and schedule a power talk with me. And for those of you who are new to Women About Biz and you're trying to figure out, you know, how, how do I have a power talk with you, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net, womenaboutbiz.net, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, and then right there on the homepage, scroll down below the banner, the image banner, and you'll see free coaching session just for you. And there's a link there, a red link that says click here to schedule now. Go ahead and click that, and then then the instructions are very clear. You'll select a date to meet with me in a time frame, okay? It'll get on my calendar, and then um, we will be talking and on our way to brainstorming ideas and ways of how you can implement the five questions of leadership in your business, right? So it's very, very key. So I want you guys to understand something that's very important here. When I say that you can ask these questions of yourself as often as you need to, that's that's exactly what I mean. Don't procrastinate, right? But go ahead and ask these questions of yourself so that you can start becoming the leader that your business needs you to be. It's 12.30 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show, and I'm your host, Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. You know what? Some people have been asking, and I like that. Some people have been asking, hey, I noticed you're starting to refer to yourself as queen. What is all of that about? Well, if you go to womenaboutbiz.net, you'll see our new logo up there, and you'll see that our mantra, our our ta- our whole mission now is to help you become queen of your empire. And what does that mean? It means that to help you to figure out ways to add assets to whatever you want in your empire. Your empire stands for all of the assets uh, and things that you want to put in there that are of value that are going to be able to generate the income that you desire. Those assets could be um, businesses, it could be real estate, property, land, homes, um, it could be investments, um, it, it could be events, it could be whatever you want it to be. And each of us have the right to be our own queen. We are all queens, right? Because a queen is someone that has been <clears throat> bestowed upon, given authority to right? Uh, Someone who has inherited. And as many of you know, God pre-installed all of us the ability to be our own queens, to be those leaders of our lives, and to do the things that we need to do to 
follow and pursue whatever it is that we want to accomplish in life. He's given us that authority, and we have certainly inherited the right to be queens of our own empire. So the beautiful thing about that is that you're not competing with anybody else for your empire. You're not um, you're not worried about what other business women are doing over in their empire because that's their business. What you are concerned about is becoming the queen of your own empire and adding in those assets that you need to to generate the income that you so desire and build a legacy for your family, um, for yourself, for uh, future generations, that's what you're trying to do, is you're trying to set a precedence and be an example for others. And so with that said, it's a beautiful thought. It's a, it's a beautiful symbol for yourself, knowing that you don't have to worry about what's stored up for someone else's empire, that God has treasures stored up just for you. He has success just for you. He has money stored and ready just for you. Your role in all of this is to be the best leader you can be and to claim those blessings that God already has stored up and prepared just for you. Amen? And I don't know about you, Queen, but me, I want to claim those things. I want those things. I want to ha- I want to use that talent and potential. I want to be that living testimony for God. I don't want to procrastinate, right? I don't want to um, look down on the blessings that God has given me, the talent and the abilities that he's given me. I don't want, I don't want to disrespect God in any manner because I am grateful for the talent, grateful for the potential, grateful for the blessings, grateful for the monies that I will make, grateful for the collaborations and the people that will come into my life that need my assistance and help. And I pray for you that you are too, that you are too. So let us all work together and building positive habits, good habits that are going to help us take our lives to the next level. So very, very important. As we uh, move forward with the show, uh, I want to go ahead right now, and I want to read an excerpt from my book club, Book of the Month, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits. And we are in Chapter 3, okay? And Joyce uses Luke twenty two thirty nine as the as the scripture lead in scripture for this particular chapter, and the name of the chapter is behavior, the God habit. She says Jesus did not have a habit of going to the Mount of Olives because he liked mountain climbing. He went there to pray. Notice that it was habit to it was his habit to go there. You will find through scripture that all of the great men and women of God had similar habits. They all knew the vital importance of spending time with God. The Bible says that Enoch habitually walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Here's a man who developed such an intimate relationship with God that the world could no longer hold him. And you can find out that story in Genesis 5.24. Enoch had developed what I will reverently call, she says, the God habit. 
Jesus was about to enter one of the most difficult times of his life on earth. The time for his suffering and death was near. He knew that he needed strength. He knew where to get it. It was his habit, his automatic response, not only in times of tribulation, but at all times to spend his time with his heavenly father. If you are like I once was and only go to God when you have an emergency, then I can tell you that while he's not mad at you, he is not pleased. How would you like it if your friends or children only came to see you or spoke to you when they needed your help? You wouldn't like it at all, and God doesn't like it either. The God habit is the first one that I want to address because Without the habit of spending time with God in prayer and studying his word, we will be unable to develop any other good habits, and bad habits will overtake us and rule our lives. Seeking and spending time with him is our most vital need. You have said, seek my face, inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek. Inquire for and require of necessity, of necessity and on the authority of your word. That is Psalms 27, 8. Again, Psalms 27, 8. She goes on to say that God's help and presence in our lives is vital. He is the author of all true success and everything that is good, that is good, good, good. And without him, we can do nothing of true value. Are you, queen, taking time to ask for God's help before you begin your day, make decisions, or undertake any endeavor? Develop the habit of acknowledging God in all your ways, and then he will direct your steps. Proverbs 3 and 6. We are usually accustomed to making our own decisions and trying in our own strength to make the things happen that we want to take place, but that is truly a bad habit that needs to be broken. The habit of acknowledging God in all your ways may be the first and most important habit that you should develop. I have known a few people with extremely strong willpower who have developed some good habits through discipline, but that does not mean they are truly successful. I have a strong will, and it has been a benefit to me, but I have learned that our willpower takes us only so far, and we will all discover sooner or later that we need God. I am so thankful for that particular portion right there from the book, Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits, because the author is basically saying that without God, it's impossible for us to have that that energy, to have that source, to have that strength to do the things that we want to do, especially since God is the source that gave it all to us in the first place, right? So it is only sensible to go and give God the first fruits of your day by praying and meditating and thanking him and being grateful to him for the blessings and the things that you already have. And I like the part when she talked about, because I personally can identify with that, right? She said, again, if you are like I once was and only go to God when you have an emergency, then I can tell you that while he's not mad at you, God is not pleased with you. I I understand what she's saying with that. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. I, it's, it's interesting that I 
that I, you know, have read this passage and how relevant it is to some thoughts that I've had running through my mind. As I was driving just the other day, I thought to myself, I, I, I'm feeling like I need to pray. I don't want to be one of those people that only go to God whenever I need something. I want to go to him in prayer when I don't need something. I want to have that, that walking and talking relationship with him. And so, again, it's a wonderful um, that I read that, and I hope that you guys received it. If you didn't get your copy yet of Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer, you definitely need to, you know, go on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or if you have a local bookstore, you know, they're sparse these days. If you um, want to go get that copy of the book for yourself, please do. It is such an excellent book to add to your success library. As we are moving on, I want to go ahead. I promised that I would talk about uh, something that is happening in the internet world. I really wanted to just just quickly, I'm going to research it a little bit more, but I just want to quickly give that to you. And that is all about the future of the internet for small business. Okay. So you know how everybody started out in business being able to use Facebook to to talk about their promotions and the products, their services, build credibility on who they are, their authority, all of that, right? Everybody talked about that. And there are other other resources and areas that people have been advertising in and that type of thing. It seems that the future of the Internet is that big business is trying to take over when it comes to utilizing all of those services and those resources, it seems like all of those outlets are now wanting to attract big business to come in. In other words, they're wanting to attract big business dollars because they have deeper pockets, whereas, you know, some small business owners might not be able to market consistently for a year on Facebook or every single month. They might just put in an ad when they are promoting something that might run three to five times. But, you know, that big money, putting able to spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every single month uh, on a particular platform, that's the money that they're starting to go after. And so as a result of that, even now on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on um, Instagram, when you put an ad, even your ad may not be as effective because it used to be that you could spend a little and, and, and reach a lot, but now you can you spend a little and you reach a little, okay? And so these are things that you need to understand. So what is the lesson that I want you guys to get out of the future of where the Internet is going as far as small business owners being able to take advantage of it, okay? Well, what I want you to understand is that the process of marketing has really never changed since the the since the the term marketing and what it means and how businesses market it means to attract others to what you have to offer and while there's a sense of, of rush feeling, a sense of urgency oh I need to uh, I need to advertise on Facebook without and, and not really know how to advertise on Facebook or I need to put ads here or there. Uh, and while you you probably will have to spend money advertising, I, I want you to remember that no one can take your success away from you, not even the Internet. 
I want you to remember that organic marketing is still very, very effective. It takes time to learn how to do organic marketing. It takes time to get there, but it's still very effective. Organic marketing is simply marketing that you are not paying for, but that you're putting it out there, dropping links providing free webinars, doing things to build your authenticity, your, incred- your credibility, um, where the general public can take, free, take it for free or uh, be able to experience it at no cost so that it builds up. But what I'm discovering is that we're not paying close attention to a lot of the future waves of what's going on in the, on the Internet, and we really should – as business women, be paying close attention to that, okay? Um, one of the places that I used to go, uh, I haven't been on there um, in a long time, and I'm pulling it up now to make sure. Let me just go and see. Mashable is the one that I'm looking for, Mashable.com. It's, I don't think that is the right website. So I'll have some resources for you because I see now that they're not even, they're not even visible anymore. Um, but what I want to do is I want to get some resources to all of you so that you can know what's happening in the world of the Internet. And better yet, I think it's important for you to also know what's going on in your business industry um, on the Internet and off the Internet. And one way to really do that is to set up uh, a Google system that will allow you to to keep up with your industry, different keywords that you want to um, to actually know about it. Okay, I think that's very very uh, I think that's very important. So I wanted to bring this to your attention because there is a lot of new things happening, and I wanted you to understand that importance of you paying attention to what is happening on the internet. Okay. So you can go to Google and you can Google what's happening on the Internet in Small Business 2023. You can read point papers and different things like that. This keeps you in the know, but it also gives you the idea of how you're going to market your business uh, for this year, bring you together in in current times. Now, if you're wondering, hey, uh, if you're wondering, well, what's the best advertisement for me? Uh, Should I be on the Internet? Should I be on Google AdWords? Where's Uh, on Facebook, where should I be? It really is going to depend on your business industry, right? Some business industries do really well on Google AdWords, you know, when people are putting in that search. And then when the search comes up, you'll notice that their Google AdWords will be the first searches that they provide to you, right? Um, Some people will do good that way. And then some people might do really well on Facebook for certain things. And some people might do well on LinkedIn or TikTok or or other areas for different things. So, again, it really is dependent upon your business industry. But I think one of the big things you need to know is that you still need to look at organic marketing. You need to look at ways of uh, grassroots marketing in your local area around you because I think that we're so intrigued with the Internet that a lot of the times we're not seeing the diamonds that are in our own backyard, even in our local areas. And, and sometimes you're missing out on your income because you're so busy marketing on the Internet 
you have not paid attention to all of the possibilities even in your local area, your local community, okay? And so I want you to think on these things as you are looking at better ways to effectively market yourself. If you're interested in learning more ways to monetize your business, better ways to market yourself, um, definitely schedule a power talk with me and we can brainstorm and come up with some of those ideas. Again, to schedule your power talk, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, biz is B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. Scroll up under the banner right there on the homepage, and you'll see it. Free coaching session just for you. Follow the directions, and it's that easy. You'll talk to me shortly, okay? Very, very important. I want to go ahead right now and move right on into our topic of the day, uh, and we are going to be discussing how to turn up the passion for your business. Again, how to turn up the passion for your business. You know, it is said that when you love what you do, you will never feel like you're working a day in your life. Now, while I don't necessarily agree with this statement to its full extent, because work is work, right? You can love what you do, but still, there's, you know, when you've got a grind, there's some sense of it that, you, you know, can really make you tired of doing it, right? Uh, but that's why you have to have a power team. So you have people helping you to take that stress and pressure off. But if you love what you do, it will definitely make it easier for you. I mean, when you have a true respect for your business, a true sense of passion, and zeal for what you do, it propels you to find new ways to keep growth constant, both in yourself and in your business. Yes, it will. You know, many entrepreneurs start out with the ideology of making great profits from the start, not taking into account the processes that need to be implemented. Your business, listen, it's like a child that has to be nurtured throughout every stage of its existence, from the stage where you need to watch every move until it needs minimal effort, and it's bringing in those dividends of being able to generate that income for you. We will look at some ways right now in which you can turn up the heat in nurturing and growing your business, right? So very, very important. And I have five ways for you to do that. Let's start with number one. First of all, I think it's important to get back to the basics. Remember the reason you started your business in the first place, the love you felt thinking about the changes you will bring to the world or to your community or on a national level. This will help you to gain much-needed clarity on the direction you are going with your business. When you gain clarity, then you will know the definite steps to take your business and go to the next level. It's when you're unclear of why are you even in this business in the first place. Now, I know, I know, I've had some people to tell me some pretty crazy stories. You know, I've had people that when I've asked them, you know, well, if you're not happy with your business and, you know, you're finding it not just a pain to have to do all of this business planning, then why did you start this business? And I've get, gotten answers like, well, I joined this network marketing company because my, my husband wanted me to or my friend wanted me to, and I was just trying to support them. Well, that's no reason to start a, a, a get into a network marketing business, right? I've had people to say, well, you know, I thought I, I went on the Internet and I read that this business makes great money, so that's why I started it. That may be a good 
a good beginning to start delving into if that business is compatible with you and your life goals and what you want, but it's no reason to start the business without really going into an exploration type of mode, having a discovery mode so that you can make sure you're compatible and that you can develop a passion for that business. So if you're in that spot to where you really don't like the business you're in, it's really it's, it's really not exciting you and you, you're not it's very difficult to find yourself to, to stir up that passion for it, to have that res, that respect for it that will push you to take those actions necessary for it to be successful, then this is when you've got to really sit down and be real with yourself. But for those of you that still have a passion, still started it for a particular reason, you have to get back to the basics of looking at that passion and letting that stir up a desire within you again, Right? Here's number two for developing that passion in your business. Oh, yes, you've got to set clear goals. You've got to have goals. You've got to be able to see where the business is supposed to be going, right? Because that gets you excited as well and keep that passion going. Setting clear, short, and long-term goals allows you to focus on one or a few things at a time. There will be no growth if you are constantly overwhelmed. Having what you need to get done in a small task format allows you to tick off as you go along. That way, things can run more smoothly and you can have a great work-life balance. So it doesn't feel like work is taking over your life. So goals are very, very important. And, and this is a part of the success system that I teach, right? First, you, you need to have a vision which is what is it that you want to experience within this business, right? What do you see yourself doing and experiencing what's supposed to be happening in this business, right? So you, you set clear goals on, on that to support that vision. Very, very important. And it's when you don't do that that you lose clarity, that you go on day-to-day riding the surface of business life, not really knowing who you are and where you are in your business, Right. So you've got to set clear goals. Number three, build a sales funnel. This is very important. Look, the, the one thing I can tell you about technology today is that it has brought automation in its purest form to help us, and we're not using it as often as we, could, we, we should. Your sales funnel is your customer's journey through the stages of being aware of your business seeing something of value, making decisions through the information that you provide, and taking action on whether or not they want to buy, right? This also means that you have to have, what, a landing page that they can visit, something of value that grabs their attention and satisfies a need. You then have to have constant communication through follow-ups and email marketing. And all of this can be done through automated marketing. This is why... um, a marketing and email marketing platform is very important because they can do all of those things for you once you set it up, right? It doesn't just automatically do it, but once you set it up. Um, one of the marketing platforms that I always recommend is MailerLite. That's M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E, MailerLite.com. And MailerLite uh, is an excellent email marketing platform with all of the bells and whistles, but quite frankly, it just doesn't cost as much as all of the others. It's very modest. And you can even get a free MailerLite account 
um, that gives you up to a thousand contacts in your email list before you actually have to start paying for it. Now, if you want some of the bells and whistles, meaning some of the features um, uh, right away, then of course you'll need to go up to the next level and pay for um, it. But you will be very surprised at how low the cost is. And I really compare MailerLite to Active Campaign, which is another excellent marketing platform, but it's, it's, it's more expensive, right? Well, MailerLite does all of the same thing, but it's, it's less it's expensive and very cost effective. Here's number four, increase customer retention. Increase customer retention. You know, the one thing that I know is that uh, when you're when you don't have clients or customers and you're not getting feedback from customers and you're not having consistent sales you lose you can lose the passion for your business easily yeah you can because you feel like you are working hard you are taking action and you're doing a lot of things but nothing is happening and so you've got to have a system for increasing your customer retention Right now, I will say this as a side note. Oftentimes, if you're doing all of the right things, you're going to have some. Um, you're going to have people coming to you, but increasing customer retention is a very, very important thing. When you love being your own boss and love what you do, your customers see that through the way you cater to their needs. Your customer service system. You can both customer retention by prioritizing your customer service right, developing that customer service system, investing in customer relations management tools, right, better known as the CRM, and engaging with customers via social media. Customer retention means your customers will continue coming back and allowing you to have continuous growth. So what I think happens a lot with micro-business owners, with individuals who consider themselves, you know, side hustle professionals, um, small, smaller businesses, what oftentimes happens is that we focus so much on getting the sale, we don't focus enough on keeping the customer. And we have to change that. We've got to develop a customer service system, okay? And then number five, last but not least, in how to turn up the passion for your business, number five is networking, you know, being around like-minded people who share in the passion for their business as well will keep your fire burning. Most side hustle professionals, most micro-business owners, small business owners are solo entrepreneurs. Now, that word solo means they are only ones that own their business, right? They don't have any partners or anyone that is helping in that aspect. It does not mean, solo doesn't mean in, in the term solopreneur that you've got to do everything by yourself. It just means that you are the single owner of the, of the, of the business. And so the, the big thing you need to understand is that for solopreneurs, the networking is even more important because you've got to get yourself out of the house out of your home office. You've got to get yourself connecting with people and collaborating. That's how you get your ideas. That's how you begin to collaborate. That's how you begin to feel good about yourself and your business, right? So networking is very important. You, when you network effectively, you will be able to gain new insights into strategies you can implement. You'll be able to collaborate with other business owners. Um, you'll be able to share resources, right? And you'll be able to possibly generate leads that are interested in what you have, 
very important. So networking is always an important aspect because your business will, will grow due to the connections that you have made over time. Now, I want you to take note that while growing your business through passion um, you have for it, you will also see great changes not only in your business but through your personal life as well. So some of the personal growth from having a passionate attitude about your business is you'll begin to have that attitude of gratitude. Uh, You'll begin to become an anchor that no matter what happens, you can withstand it. It'll help increase your patience, your perseverance. It'll give you discernment, and it'll also help build confidence with you, okay? It's easy to develop a passion when everything is going well, but when you start off with passion and implement the right strategy, then you will have the driving force to stay dedicated, queens, to the success of your business. So it's time for you, queen, to go and light up the world, girl. It's time for you to build a passion. Get back to the basics with your business. Build that passion so that you can go far, so that you will have the stamina and the strength during the challenging times. Well, now we've come towards the end of the show. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to give you a quick prayer uh, for the week and uh, bless all of you. So as we go to the Lord in prayer, let us just kind of calm down, take a deep breath. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me to host the Successful Woman radio show and share resources and tools to the queens, the businesswomen, Lord, who are trying to build their empire. Father, I ask for special blessings as we go throughout our week. Father, let us not procrastinate again, Lord, but let us become queens of action. Father, let us have uh, and put ourselves around good environment, Father. Let us prepare our minds for greatness in the morning, Father. Let us be the first people to happen to the personal power that you gave us, dear Lord. Father, let us claim the victory and success already, Lord. Let us increase our belief system, dear Lord. Father, let us obey you and taking our visions from the spiritual realm and transferring it to the physical realm and writing it down, dear Lord. Father, let us be queens of gold, Father. Let us always gold set, Father, and and develop tasks to support those goals, Father. Let us build power teams, dear Lord. This week, Lord, let us take looks at our calendar and be efficient with what we are doing, dear Lord. Let us gain clarity and let us be clear, O Lord. But most of all, Lord, allow us, Father, to be living testimonies of the goodness in our lives that you have given us, dear Lord, as businesswomen, as leaders in this world. Father, thank you for all that you have given us and all that is to come, dear Lord. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Ladies, I want you to have a blessed week. I want you to have a productive week. Take off your shoes of fear. Put on your shoes of courage and step beyond your comfort zone. Have a blessed week, everyone. Bye-bye.